Hello, and welcome to the first Cityscape Intelligence podcast. I'm your host, Tanisha Naidu, joining you from the confines of my home in Dubai. Like it or not, the effects of COVID-19 have upended the way we live, work, and play. It has forced us to rethink how we engage with our physical space, how we shape our built environment, and it will continue to alter the way we invest, even as countries across the world loosen the reins on stringent lockdowns. Today, I'll be talking to Murray Strang, Director and Head of the Dubai Office at Savills, to get his thoughts on how the pandemic has disrupted the sector and how it will continue to transform the real estate industry in the UAE. Murray, who joins me via a Microsoft Teams call from his office in Dubai, walked me through the effects of the pandemic on the retail, residential and industrial front and revealed a few silver linings for the real estate sector. I started the interview by asking Murray his thoughts on where we currently find ourselves in the real estate pandemic cycle. Here's what he had to say. I think what we're seeing is a real expectation now, particularly in terms of travel numbers and reopening of flights and potential tourism numbers. I think that will be critical to the remainder of 2020 economy for Dubai and and, and the wider region. So I think we're all monitoring progress update in, in that regard and we're seeing how critical the likes of Emirates, Etihad, the flight aviation sector as well as the hospitality sector is to business in Dubai and across the Middle East. But definitely we are coming out of the severe lockdown and COVID shock of April and May, and hopefully we are improving quickly as we head towards the second half of 2020. How are market fundamentals shifting and how should the industry adjust to prepare for what's next? We had a huge enforced shift in the market during lockdown over the course of April. So we saw you know, workplaces closed down altogether. We saw 100% working from home right across Dubai. We saw retail, communal, leisure facilities entirely closed down. And that was an enforced change to operations. And it was a complete sea change. It happened very quickly, the changes between mid-March and mid-April. And I think that was a slightly standalone few weeks that, as I say, were enforced by legal lockdown. I think what we're seeing now is much more of a change towards operational choice and strategic activity. We talk about workplaces, how the government has allowed us to operate at 100% capacity as long as we are adhering to social distancing. But there is still the full spectrum of different operations across different businesses in Dubai. So some are running a still 100% work from home policy. Some are leaving it in the hands of their employees and and giving them the option. And others are very quickly encouraging the vast majority of their staff back to the workplace and, and to operate as normal. And we're seeing that in choice of retail customers coming back to malls and retail space. We're seeing a shift clearly away from historic footfall and shopping in person. And we saw a clear shift towards online retailing and and e-commerce, as I think we'll we'll touch upon further in our our conversation. So I think now we're we're making that shift 
from enforced lockdown and necessary change to operations towards more of a selective change to the way that we operate strategically and trying to manage costs and efficiencies in a way that will see optimal operations for the remainder of the year. Well, you touched on some of the challenges. What would you say are the biggest challenges the commercial real estate sector faces in the COVID-19 era? Retail has been a very obvious one where the showroom and mall environment was hugely affected inevitably by lockdown and since by restrictions on legal capacity of operation, but also in terms of customers' comfort levels and their willingness to be back a mall and public environment. You know, we've seen certain facts and figures show that online retailing and registering for e-commerce really sort of shot majorly over the course of March, April and May. We saw Majid Al-Fatim quoting kind of month-on-month uplift of 60% growth in registration of online customers on the retail side of things. We saw Dawood Retail in Saudi, they mentioned 200% growth of e-commerce within their retail sectors in Saudi year on year. So we've seen huge levels of growth towards online retailing, home delivery, e-commerce on the retail side of things. I think that we'll begin to level up. There's no doubt that where necessity required us to purchase online and activate e-commerce as opposed to visiting retail stores. It was an obvious reason to do that during lockdown and you had no other choice. So I think things will head back towards some level of normality in terms of retail footfall numbers and attending malls and retail units will grow over the course of this year. But there will be a longer term sway towards use of online retailing and e-commerce, which will be very interesting to follow progression over the remainder of this year. That's very interesting. But what about the office sector? What will we see here? I think there is a lot of businesses that will now be reassessing their cost requirements and their operational requirements for their office space and their commercial business facilities based on how they've operated over the last three months. I think some will still see the requirement to operate very close to how they did prior to COVID, but some other businesses may see good opportunities for cost savings and alterations to the way in which they use their real estate and their workplace facilities moving forward post-summer 2020. And at Savills, we're working with a lot of corporate occupiers, a lot of global blue-chip companies to try and strategize with them about really what they need both to facilitate their employees and also to make sure that they are giving their customer base and their client base what's required in terms of those workplace facilities. So I think we will see a pattern start to level out over the second half of 2020 of occupation from business operators and appetite to maintain their office space across Dubai and and the wider region as well. It seems undeniable that the industry needs to look beyond the pandemic by adapting to new operational models around a new normal. Now, taking this into account, how do you think the retail industry specifically will change in the UAE over the next year or two years? I think interesting, having discussed this with our retail team here at Savills, I think Dubai has actually gone through very much rephasing of retail over the last two or three years where they've understood that in order to attract retail customers 
to destinations in Dubai, they have to create a kind of go-to environment and a go-to destination for retailers, which stretches just beyond the black and white of picking up goods and shopping within those retail units. And that comes from creating a lot of F&B facilities, a lot of amenities, leisure, tourist attractions. And when you look at the likes of Mall of Emirates, Dubai Mall, a lot of these destinations, Ibn Battuta, that are well known for their footfall and their attraction for customers, it's not just purely about the retail and it's about creating a a longer term spend and experience for the retailers. You know, arguably Dubai is ahead of the curve compared to some other retailing markets, possibly the UK and the US, others that maybe had a, a longer in the tooth methodology for retail in the past. But Dubai now are possibly a step ahead of that. And that, I think, will cause a quicker bounce back and a quicker adaptation to post-COVID environment because you will still see people wanting to come to these destinations, to come and eat and drink and have those experiences. Yes, okay, you know, that will be dumbed down while people are, are nervous about social distancing. But the fundamentals of retailing and being able to replace normal retailing with just pressing a button and ordering goods that are delivered to your house I don't think it will have such a market effect on retail sales here in Dubai as it might do in some other markets. And I still think that once COVID is at a stage where we have a vaccine or where fear levels about COVID really start to dissipate, as long as we are strategic about the continued muting of supply of retail space, I think the market is well geared up to adapt to the changes in retail. That being said, We are also seeing a growth of online retailing and e-commerce, as we touched upon. In our industrial and logistics team, we are seeing increased appetite for warehousing, for demand for third-party logistics companies and their warehousing space across Dubai. While we did view the market as being oversupplied over the course of 2018 and 2019, probably, we're starting to see more demand now being absorbed within that oversupply. I think the levels of new development will be lesser over 2020 and and 2021, while developers and landlords start to see how the market does adapt. But we're seeing continued demand from third-party logistics, e-commerce brands, historic retailers moving into online retailing. And what we're seeing is a real requirement for a locational spread of these warehouses as well. So a requirement to be able to provide customers with that last mile delivery that needs items to be delivered within one or two hours of ordering or or request, which historically it was okay to have that one distribution hub, maybe from, from JAFSA or from DIP or DAFSA. But now, you know, you need to have these smaller hubs to be a bit more flexible and provide that last mile delivery. And that's why we're seeing greater requirements for space in Alcoz, in older Dubai, in Ras Al Khor, over in Dubai South, close to the expo site. We're seeing a real spread of geographies now coming up in requirements from online retailers and e-commerce companies, which we're confident will fuel growth in the logistics and warehousing markets to come in the following years.
first Cityscape Intelligence podcast, and I'm speaking to Murray Strang, who has been discussing the effects of the pandemic on the UAE's real estate sector. In the second part of this interview, our conversation turned towards e-commerce. I asked Murray his thoughts on how the shift in consumer behavior towards online retail will transform the industrial and logistics space. I think we will see continued growth of third-party logistics companies. I think, if anything, this COVID experience shows the requirement for flexibility and for potential outsourcing of services and fundamentally costs of, of running a business. And that's where we are seeing retailers that would historically do everything in-house. We're starting to see them now outsource a lot of their services as they adapt, and that has increased the demand of third-party logistics. And with the push for these third-party logistics companies comes growth of requirement for storage space and industrial logistics warehousing. And and that's what we've seen. We've been staying very close to these third-party logistics companies, and we've been working with them to try and match their requirements for increased industrial logistics workspace. And I think that will continue to grow. Where we've seen normal retailing and and historic retailing take a bit of a troublesome period throughout March and April, we have definitely seen growth of online retailers and e-commerce, such as Amazon have talked about a requirement to take on, I think, 175,000 staff worldwide due to the increased demand through the Amazon business, which clearly is at odds with a lot of other retailing companies. We've seen growth of business here publicly announced amongst the likes of Mums World, an online retailer that we've had dealings with in the past. We've seen Spinney's growing their online retail services. We've seen IKEA upgrading their e-commerce and their online retailing. So it, there definitely is a flip side to this change in the way that retailers are operating, where we've seen obvious growth and requirement for e-commerce and, and industrial logistics space. From aligning physical spaces with the demands of a workforce to rethinking newly in-demand assets like technology and healthcare now, of course, how will investors re-examine their strategies during COVID-19? And will this change post-pandemic? I think it is understanding quite how quickly economic and business parameters can change. I don't think it's so much the fundamental changes required of a pandemic lockdown that will make the difference long term. It's just the shock that people have got that things can change so quickly and so dramatically over you know a period of weeks. And I think that there will be a natural rebound to operations coming back to a normal level of, of way that things operate that is a lot closer to pre-COVID levels and methodologies. But I think the understanding to retain flexibility of costs, of operational methods, of people, of technology, I think that that will live long in a lot of employers' minds. And we've talked about outsourcing things like third-party logistics. We've talked about sort of flexi working space and requiring flexibility when it comes to how large commercial operators utilize their workspaces. So I think in terms of you know, committing to long-term strategies, I think that probably will change as we move forward. And that will 
take the form of tenants probably being a bit hesitant to sign up to long-term leases without the ability to flex the amount of space and the amount of time commitment on those those offices or those retail units or, or warehouses. So whether that be in terms of trying to build in break clauses or rent reviews or whatever levels of flexibility that allows tenants to alter the way in which they use their space or the way in which they adapt their space to changes in business practices, I think we will see a drive in that going forward as well. I don't think long term this will have quite as huge an effect on the majority of businesses that some of us may fear right now. But I think a lot of people will want to retain that flexibility in case there's possibly a return of the virus or there's a similar sudden alteration to the way in which we operate and the economy that happens in the next few years. We need to be geared up and we need to be ready to adapt to that quicker and more flexibly than maybe we did when it hit us in middle of March, April this year. Well, let's talk about the residential sector for a moment. Pre-COVID-19, we saw a lack of demand coupled with an oversupply in the market. What effect will this pandemic have on an already soft residential sector? And what initiatives are developers undertaking to mitigate any risks? On the residential side of things, I think the COVID really occurred at an unfortunate time for Dubai's residential market, because although we still view the market as being soft coming out the end of 2019, we did see demand levels increasing. We saw, for example, transaction numbers for 2019 were up 25% year on year compared to transaction numbers for previous year of 2018. So, you know, year on year, 25% growth of residential properties transacted in Dubai is a considerable number. Now, obviously, the effect of the market was muted because supply levels were high also. And the growth of which we needed to see demand increasing year on year was at such a level because it was being drowned out by supply that we were still experiencing what would be viewed as a soft market and we were still seeing correction in rents and prices. But we were going in the right direction in in terms of supply starting to slow down a bit and starting to hit a period of time over 2020 and 2021 where developers were seeing evidence that supply required to slow down and that was against an increasing level of demand and increasing evidence of transaction numbers. So we were actually heading into 2020 with some level of positivity that we were seeing a bit of a turning point in the market. We saw 10% uplift in Q1 2020 compared to Q1 2019 in terms of transaction numbers in the Dubai market. So not only did we see a good 2019, but 2020 started with more demand and more transaction numbers than the same period the year before as well. So in terms of a soft market, I think it's important to reiterate the fact that demand and transaction numbers were severely increasing over the last 18 months in Dubai, which had us heading in the right direction. Now, I still think all the fundamentals to that increase in demand will see us through in Dubai and will return to the market later on this year and into next year. But the biggest effect on the residential market is now the challenge that developers will face 
In terms of completing projects and bringing any new projects to the market, construction itself logistically has been very difficult actually to execute over the last three months. And I think the slowdown in terms of off-plan buyers and the appetite for value-add investors and speculative investors coming out of the market in the last three months means that development and the handover of new units will be delayed, will slow down for the remainder of this year, and possibly we will see a greater number of new projects mothballed and put on hold for the short to midterm here in Dubai. Now, clearly that is very negative and, and very poor news for the development side of things. A number of developers will see that as a huge disadvantage and a change to their strategies for 2020 and 2021. But for a huge chunk of the market, such as tenants across Dubai, such as potential buyers, end users, such as current owners that are hearing that less new units will hand over into the market, I think you know there could be a knock-on positive effect in that slowdown of supply that works its way through the system later this year and early next year. It's a bit twofold. I think that transaction numbers over the last three months have been down, and that is, is clearly a knock-on effect of the Emirate being in lockdown and just the logistics of being able to transact on property and people's appetite and people's certainty on money to spend has been challenged considerably over the last three months. But I think in the longer term, this might end up being a positive for the bulk of the residential market with a bit of an enforced slowdown of what was historically already an oversupplied market where new development was flooding growth of demand. Well, finally, looking at the role technology will play in the real estate sector, it seems a tech-enabled future could be the way forward. What role will tech play in the road to recovery for real estate in the UAE in 2020 and beyond? I think tech will have a huge effect on the world full stop and inevitably real estate forms a big part of our operational life space. I think the real estate market was already adapting to a huge amount of technology in terms of operational efficiency, in terms of payment of rent and cost base on properties here in Dubai, where we were heading from quite a historic methodology of receiving rents via checks and cash payments. We were moving towards a direct debit system and and credit card payment methodology. And I think this has given us another shot in the arm to make sure that that continues our development in this regard. I think also just in terms of the way in which workspaces and, and property have adapted to health requirements and operational requirements in the face of a global pandemic, in terms of touch-free access to buildings, in terms of remote operations and remote access to servers and video meetings and you know cutting down travel costs. Uh, and as we talk about the, the, the increased activity from working from home, So I just think that, you know, tech has had such a huge effect in how we've managed to adapt to the lockdown and the COVID-19 enforced changes to operations. I don't think there'll be much looking back in terms of how we see advantages to longer term use of this tech 
for greater operational efficiencies and life moving forward. So a lot of tech companies have looked at how to take advantage of these increased requirements and increased awareness of how technology can improve our our day-to-day lives. And I think we will see a huge level of growth of tech use, not only short term, but a lot of entities looking at growth of tech use longer term. Thank you, Murray. Thank you for joining our first episode of the Cityscape Intelligence podcast. We wanted to bring you along for our conversations with leading local and global industry players as they tackle the current climate. If you're looking for additional information and news on the real estate industry, please visit cityscape-intelligence.com where we are reporting on the latest news and developments across the real estate spectrum. If you have any topics that you would like us to cover, please get in touch with us at info at cityscape-intelligence.com. I'm Tanisha Naidu, and until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.